to Beyond Dragondom from wherever you are listening to today. The weekly episode channel for fantasy adventure stories. My name is Leslie. I am the author, the creator, and the narrator of Tales from Dragondom and Beyond and Aisha's Adventures Through Quantum Time and Space. Aisha, Portal to Dragondom, is the first in the series. I hope you enjoy the episodes as much as I enjoy writing them. If you are listening to me on my YouTube or podcast platforms and would like to leave a like or would like to know automatically when the next weekly episode is live, I understand you can do this by pressing the follow. Shall we join Aisha now and her friends in her adventures in Dragondom and beyond? Episode 40 Ancient Memories Before long, Little One arrived. I was really happy to see him. I'd felt almost naked without having him close at hand. Yes, I know I could have called out to him. I knew we both had things to do that were important. He walked over to me and nuzzled my neck. As he did, he closed the thought line between us so no one other than us could hear. Mother has gone to see the princess. She has done as you suggested, and they need to work there together. So it's down to us to do what must be done. Thank you, little one. I thought that might happen. Natius and Pyrena have taken over the task of connecting with everyone. So all is done. Did you know that Arudaban is here? I thought I felt him when I went to see Sartina to let her know you and Milana would be coming to see her and needed to talk privately. I also went to several of the outlying Hobbit and Fairy and Pixie collectives, so they will already be expecting something from Perina, although they were expecting you. Still, I am glad that you got so much help. I wonder how Belle Aldwin has done. I looked through the loose canopy above and realised it was nearly dark. Where was she? She should have been here. I opened my mind again and hoped that if there was a problem she would send a thought, even if it was brief. It wasn't me that received the message. It was little one, and it was only one word, and it was not from the Aldwin, but from Dralenmar. The word was, come. Little one said it was strange, but it sounded very important. He knows I was going to meet up with you and Val Aldwin here at sunset, and your mother. Maybe we had better fly rather than use the circle. Call it a feeling. I climbed on board and we were airborne. It was as if the thinly covered area suddenly was completely clear of branches. Thank you, my friends, little one called back as he soared into the open night sky. However, unlike usual, he did not rise far from the treetops, but kept low, and the beating of his massive wings created a gust of wind that shook the upper leaves with every beat. 
In no time we touched down on the small hill near the wizard's house and treetown. Stay close, my friend. We may be airborne again before too long. I feel this night is going to be very strange. I stroked his scaly neck and his muzzle rubbed against the side of my face. I'll be listening for you, Aisha. Call if you need to. I'll be down by the lake so I can be a bit closer. I translocated directly to the area just outside Dralimer's door for speed. It opened seconds after I materialised and I went straight in. The atmosphere inside was so heavy you could have cut the air with a knife. Both Dralimer and Bel Aldrin were bent over Theorilus. Neither moved as I walked in. But Dralimer beckoned me with his hand and I joined them. What were they looking at? I was looking at the pages which they were poring over. Even upside down I knew the style of the symbols on the page. Runes. It was written in Fulthark, or maybe one of the more ancient branches of the language, and symbols which on earth had been given down from source to Thor's father, Odin. They had been used for centuries, until Christianity took over the northern estates in Europe, associated with magic, and usually the sets were created by shamans, on either oak or on quartz crystal, to increase their power. The use of the runic writing, Firthark, or its older cousins, had been used at many magical sites, and the druid connection was still very strong even to today's world. I, in my earthly avatar, had used them for years. Now, as I looked at the page, the symbols seemed to come alive, and suddenly I could read them. Did you manage to get the help with your mission today? question came from Dralimer, but he didn't take his eyes off the pages. I explained what had happened, and the fact that Arudaban had been very useful. All I got as an answer was a grunt. I wish I had taken better notes. Belaldwin looked at me as if to say, he's always like this when he can't find something. Still grumbling under his breath, Dralimer stood up and started to grab for his staff. Come, Miss Telly will give us what we need much faster. Come on, chop, chop. We both got to him literally as he thumped his staff on the floor. In that flash, we were there. Miss Telly opened a gnarled eye set in the large knot on the ancient trunk that was he. He grumbled as usual and shook his branches sending leaves flying as he brought himself awake fully. Why do you always choose such odd hours to come and see me? Okay. I can see you have a problem. So, where to? Past? Present? Future of the now? Or do you want to play with timelines again? Past, you gnarled old fool. Belaldwin and I looked at each other but said nothing. Mars, just before the Great War, the laboratories. Come on, we don't have all night. You could hear the frustration and the stress on his thoughts as he moved forward to touch the tree's trunk that was Mistali. We moved as one with him. As we made contact with the bark, 
the scenes flashed into our joint minds, seeing all as if we were actually part of the scene, yet in a way that we would not be detected nor harmed. We were in an underground structure. The lighting was very dim, and in that dim light, banks of machines were flashing lights. Tubular pods, both vertical and horizontal, with bubbling fluid, were everywhere. Something felt very dark, very evil in this place. We were not alone. There were maybe a dozen beings in the laboratory space. I noticed the mantis first, who seemed to be very aggressively in conversation with a reptilian. They were both about the same size, and considerably bigger than the other creatures in the room. These other poor creatures seemed to be more like something out of a horror movie back on Earth, misshapen and mixtures of beings, each seemingly created in a subservient form to do specific duties. Their eyes looked dead, just dark holes of nothingness within their faces. Faces which were in part humanoid, but with different insectoid or reptilian features. Then there was a small group of greys. Dralimer was obviously looking for something specific, and as we were here with him, we were being spun around the entire zone as he hunted for what he wanted. Then he found it. Right over to one side of the structure was a large crystalline window, several feet long and about six feet high. Behind that was nothing but solid blackness. What was it? It was so dense in the blackness that it looked like a window into the void. Yet, suddenly we were thrown backwards, landing in a pile on the ground, feet from Mistali. Dralimer looked ashen. His crystal blue eyes looked dead. Oh, by Zorgan! They managed to save it. He stumbled to his feet. Then he looked at both of us. A weak smile broke his thin lips. Well, now we know where the basis of this darkling virus was born. They have somehow managed to keep it alive all of this time. It would appear they have changed it somewhat, but it was created all that time ago and still lives. He started pacing. The crystal at the end of his staff suddenly started to throb with light. He looked at it for a few seconds as if forming a rhythmic pulsation of light. I need to be alone. I have work to do. And so do you. Bell Aldwin, I think you know where you have to go. Be careful. Use all your crafts and stay there until I get there. You. He looked directly at me. You need to go with Little One. Get him to call in the one you know as Belle Noir. Go in person and fly. Don't use any other method. Tell her what I have just said about the timing of where the Darkling virus is from. Then go and tell Zyporitor. He will need to know as well. Go. Before we could move, he had tapped his staff hard on the ground and was gone. 
Belaldon was next. This time she looked worried and made no comment of the rapid exit of Dralimer, as she would normally have done. Lastly, I left, sending a call to Little One to be ready. And so it was that the main players that needed to know a terrible truth were informed. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode from Aisha, Portal to Dragondom. Join me in future episodes as Aisha first learns who she really is and learns the skills that she will need and be with her when she faces the darkling, the evil that is sent to disrupt the world in which she lives. As her adventure in Dragondom and learning from the masters of the Elvin Warriors just what she really is, all unfold. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to, I would appreciate it if you press the like button or follow. For now, I wish you goodbye.